definitely human. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, welcome to Back to Earth, a podcast about roots. I'm Charlie May. This is episode 35. It's still autumn and I'm doing mum chat. Hey, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> we're huddled in mum's uh, room. It's very cold outside, but the heating is on and we're very toasty. Absolutely right. Yes. Nice and cozy. Yeah. Wait, let me just get a bit closer to you. Too far away. Right. So episode 31, Halloween special. Ooh. <laughs> Everybody online thought it was absolutely horrifying that there was a well in our kitchen. <laughs> oh, well, you learn. Oh, well, <laughs> you learn to live with it. No, it doesn't worry me at all. I suppose the fact that it's full of water and it's a perfect, we just had a look at it just now, didn't we? It's a perfectly symmetrical rectangle going all the way down, isn't it? We're built on shellet rock, which is like rock that peels off in shavings. Is that how you would describe it? Yes. Um, it's not solid rock like granite would it's be. Like slate almost. Yes, then, yeah. yes. So it comes off in little bits. And when they dug the well, they didn't, I say they did cut corners because they cut right into the corner. They didn't just do a hole in the ground that was running the way that the rock ran. They did it perfectly straight on all four sides with a 90 degree angle right to the very bottom, 15 feet down. So originally, would it have looked like, because it was a courtyard originally in between the two houses, would it have looked like a traditional well with that sort of bucket that you sort of turned down and got water from? Yes. I mean, the well is partially hidden by our dresser that sits over the top of it. Before the dresser was put there, your grampy built that dresser. Before that was there, there is a a hollow in the wall behind oh, really? where the pump handle would have been. Oh, wow. So it's a, a proper groove mm. in the wall. So it was even used as a well when it was turned into a house? Um, I don't know. I wasn't here. <laughs> Shocker. I know I'm old, but... <laughs> Yes, I mean, 500 years ago, the house is 460 years old. Mm. So would there have been running water then? Probably not. Oh, no. Gosh, <laughs> everything came from what there are wells all over the farm. Mm. I mean, there's a well across the road at the cottage over there. There was one down the road. There was a beautiful old well pump tap, whatever it was. Somebody nicked it. That was there Aww. in the hedge. You know, and that's what people used to do. They still do. Yeah. Um. 
just seeing the chickens sort of appear in the garden. There's a ringleader and they all follow. They're all running down. We've got them truly free range now and they like to sort of walk on down and see if there's anything happening in the garden, see if we're pottering around. They have a bit of a scratch in the hedge and then if we're not around, they pootle back off to their to well, their the hen house. Was, I don't know whether it was Gertie that came down first, but we just saw her. And then within minutes, suddenly all the others came rushing down to join her. And now she's had enough. She's gone back and they've all followed her. They are a proper flock, aren't they? Yeah, they like to do everything together. There's yeah. a couple that sort of go off and scratch alone, but it's really funny. They obviously, they're quite aware of predators above and they'll run, they'll absolutely run from, you know, one hedge to another. They don't like to be out in the open, really. They walk along the edges of things. And even aeroplanes that have been sort of I don't know how high did they 40,000 feet I don't know even up in the sky they hear it and their little eyes are up to the sky looking where's the predator safety in numbers yes anyway back to it episode 32 something I wanted to talk about which I slap on the wrist completely forgot to actually put in the episode of the pumpkins was that dad used to grow pumpkins and have a pumpkin growing competition didn't he he did indeed yes it was a group of friends and he would only grow half a dozen pumpkins and it was the competition to see who could grow the heaviest not necessarily the biggest but the heaviest and we'd have at the end of the season he would choose his biggest pumpkin having fed it with all sorts during the year he even used to give it beer because that was the idea back in the 70s or maybe beer will make it grow bigger and um, well he seemed to think it did pint of bass every now and again <laughs> um, and then we would go to the person who won the previous year had to then host a pumpkin dinner and it was a pumpkin starter pumpkin main and pumpkin pudding and we would go first and we'd have this massive weigh-in in the garden they'd had these huge scales and it was all done officially and then the person that won would be presented with a pumpkin cup which was a little silver cup that was about an inch high <laughs> oh, amazing yeah yeah it was great fun i would love to bring that back I think it's such a fun competition. What kind of food? I mean, I can't think of any pumpkin dessert other than pumpkin pie. Bearing in mind it was the 70s when food in England was exceedingly boring. We'd always have pumpkin soup to start. <laughs> it put me off pumpkins because it was all so bland. They wouldn't put chilli or anything like that in it. So it was a bit tasteless. I can't remember what we had for Maine. I think it was just whatever meat and veg and pumpkin was served as a veg. Oh, right. And then pumpkin pie, which I always thought you was pumpkin inside pastry which again was bland so it was never a gourmet oh fantastic you know you needed sandwich in your pocket <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we would do so much a better job now we oh, would do God, a yeah. soup but we would have lemongrass and chili and spices and we would roast yes. the pumpkin and you know it would be yeah. almost like a vegetarian yeah. feast well, rather Kate's than yeah your recipe with she has. milk and chili and whatever so I'm looking forward to trying that. Yes, I've got all my little pumpkins that I've saved from Halloween and I'm going to make a soup out of it. So yeah, watch this space. Because it freezes well too, pumpkin. The chickens also love pumpkin. I've been given the really big pumpkins that have been left out in the rain that have got all soggy to the chickens and they absolutely adore them. So yeah, it's been, I haven't had to spend any money on treats this week for them. Hallelujah. <laughs> right, should we listen to the next two mm. episodes or the next one? Oh, well, it was a bit of a dramatic episode. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Oh, my days. <laughs> oh, God, I was really upset by that, yeah, that traumatic event in my yeah, life. But yeah. 
I'm sorry, everybody, you having to hear me cry and wail. I feel sorry for David having to edit me crying for God knows how long I was crying into the microphone, trying to pull myself together. But no, as we were saying, it's lovely to have the chickens now free range. And I am the Pied Piper of chickens. I just walk around. They all follow me. They come down into the garden. I've managed to teach them to use the steps. So they come down into the cobbled bit of the yard. So actually into the veg garden. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. Well, I feel like they're safe down there within the walled garden. In a minute. If I could, I would. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We planted with our weeding and everything. um, We had to plant out some new grass seed and then they were immediately scratching around where we planted the grass seed so i felt like by luring them down into the garden they were going to do less damage that way so that was that's my excuse your excuse okay but they're absolutely loving scratching around in amongst all the dead leaves at the moment um finding lots of bugs and critters i saw them out there yesterday with you having a good old scratch around on the cobbles yeah a bit different for them we had an epic cooking sesh with everything from the garden. We made so much, I can't even remember. We also did, we did like a carrot and orange soup, which I shared the recipe for online already. I did a pickle, like a cucumber pickle with chili and things. And we obviously made runner bean chutney. We made beetroot chutney. We made apple chutney. The cupboard's stuff full. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what's in there. I know. And I needed to make some more raspberry jam the other day and I couldn't find anywhere to put it. Oh my God, really? (laughs) Amazing. I can't wait to taste all these goodies. Mm. I did get something wrong, didn't I, in terms of my brassiers? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you meant brassicas. Yes, Yes. that was it. (laughs) My brassicas in the garden, not my brassiers or whatever I said. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was all very busy, busy, busy. And um, you had me with you most of the time. So what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, (laughs) I absolutely loved the bit with the uh, runner bean slicer. That for me, yeah, you were saying how that noise of it spinning is nostalgic for you. And it's nostalgic for me as well. Yeah, it just reminds me so much of my mum. And just hearing it, then we just played it back. And just hearing it took me right back to being with her in the kitchen. What would she do with runner beans when you were a kid? Do you remember? Oh, it. she would do the chutney. And that recipe we did this time was actually her recipe. Mm. And um, the other thing she used to do was do it as a veg. We had veg with everything. And, and what I remember most is a stuffed marrow. She'd do like a mince and then she'd half out these huge marrows, put it in the oven, and then she'd make a white sauce that would go over the top and we'd have it with runner beans. Yummy? It was yummy. Mm. Yeah, it was very yummy. Way to make a marrow taste good. Yeah, well, you needed the white sauce and the and the meat to actually give it some flavour because then again, there were no spices involved back mm. in the day. I loved just the fact that she went to, what was it, a good home exhibition or something and came back yeah, with a runner ideal, bean slicer. Ideal home, yes. Ideal home. They must still do it. I mean, it used to be at Olympia, then it was at Earl's Court. I think it's probably up in Birmingham now at the NEC. I don't know, but there's bound to be one because you could get everything. And in fact, I went to an ideal home exhibition when we were doing up this house. And you know, in our worktop, we've got tiled worktop, which was very 70s. And I've got a big slab of marble in the middle, which I use as my pastry rolling area. And I bought that at the Ideal Home Exhibition and lugged this piece of marble (laughs) all the way around. And then had it set into the worktop. Mm, Yeah. I can attest how heavy marble is. That must have been really lugging it around. Yeah. (laughs) Nice to hear the chickens on good form. Yes, I know they're so cute. We were down one. 
We're down two now. We lost Yellowtail as well, didn't we? We did. Yes. Yeah. As the weather's turning, I mean, she was unwell for a couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, she died in her sleep. Uh, so yeah, we lost yeah. another one. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what caught me off guard so much about Ginger. I think it was just the violent way she died with me. I don't know. I don't know. It just sort of really struck me. And I, I came back. I was with you and Kate, wasn't I, in the in yeah. the cottage? And yeah, I came back and I was very teary, like, oh, I what happened? It, I think it's the, um, you know, when any animal is in its death throes it twitches and i think that's probably what got you it looks like a violent death but it's something to do with your nerve endings i think i don't know we were sort of tears in our eyes re-listening to that but also laughing because you know the way i describe it with you know her legs were up in the air and then she was this way you know it was it was really shocking to see you know she knocked into the food container food went everywhere she was you know you never see a chicken upside down with its legs in the air it was just it was gallows humor remember that when we collected these girls the people at the Hen Welfare Trust said they might not live beyond a week, they might live a year, but don't expect a huge life expectancy. The life that they've had already means that they're old beyond their years and um, they're never going to be the young poults that that their age should show them as. Mm. You know, we've got the two lots of birds, haven't we? We've got the ones we had first, which were caged, and then the six that we had latterly that were free range. And the difference in those two sets of birds is unbelievable. Mm. The original lot are so old, the way they are behaving Mm. compared to the other ones just goes to show. So, you know, for them to have lived this long, it's pretty good. Yeah, well, it's true. I think when we first got them, I was saying, you know, I was looking into chickens can last to be sort of five eight years old but it's quite right that these girls they seem like very old hens even though they're only two years old yes that's right and the newbies as i call them the six that we had latterly they still lay every day all of them whereas the oldies sometimes we get an egg but we don't out of those that are left maybe one two a week they don't lay at all yeah and the eggs they do lay are very thin shelled and they have their issues and yeah we use them for baking and things don't we they're still perfectly good eggs it's just the shells themselves yes. you know sometimes yes. their ends are caved in or yes. you know yes. just shows they're not quite healthy inside they can't mm. produce the eggs they used to yeah. we are giving them the perfect retirement that's for sure indeedy spoiled rotten they are yeah. <laughs> right let's play the last episode i do find those potatoes when you roast them they suck up a hell of a lot of fat don't they yes it makes me worried that i'm eating too much fat you're talking about the potatoes that we harvested back along mm. i never worry that i'm eating too much <laughs> fat <laughs> I don't want to clog my arteries, darling. No. They do go wonderfully crispy, though. I am enjoying. What was the name of them again? Sophia's? No, Sarita. Sarita? I have to go back and listen to the episode. We don't withheld the information. Well, that was a very farm-heavy episode. I love that. Sagita. Sagita, that's it. Sagita. Sagita. Yes, that was very, very interesting. Apologies for shouting in your ear. I think we were so, one, I was very excited to be there. Two, there was this absolutely gargantuan machinery hurtling towards us at sort of 60 miles an hour. And it was very loud in our ears, but actually you couldn't hear it that much on the microphone. You can just hear us screaming about being there. So yes, sorry. (laughs) I imagine everybody's having to turn their volume down. I'll do better. It was a huge undertaking, organising of um, doing the maze because that maze had to go back to a farm that was probably 10 miles to the other side of Barnstable. No so way. it had a 30 mile round trip to take each trailer back. They had 14 tractors and trailers ferrying for and back and that one machine in the field going at God knows how fast a rate. And they kept going. When they finished on this farm, they went to the next one. They didn't leave this farm until gone 10 o'clock at night. It was dark by the time they finished, but um, it was quite interesting to see. 
Yeah. They were doing a dance in the field, weren't they? Yes. It was so fast that, you know, ultimately sometimes the trailers couldn't keep up and there was lots of maize spilt on the ground. And then we had all the naughty geese flew in to eat up all the greys. We had pigeons, we had rooks. It was, yeah, total bird fest. Something out of a horror movie, wasn't it, really? It was unbelievable seeing the amount of rooks that were circling all the time, you know, and the noise. Yeah. They sat in that one ash tree that's got no leaves left and the ash tree was just black with rooks. There were hundreds and hundreds of them and then they'd all set off they will fly at the same time land in the middle of the field what's your opinion of the direct drilling and what you've seen the results this is the first time we've done it this season what do you think i'm loving the idea it's been something that's been on my mind for years and i've been looking into it and um, you know gradually we've got round to the idea of finding something that's it's difficult to find because of the size of our fields and the type of soil and getting it all together but i think we're getting there and i do like the idea and i think you know if it saves time Nigel's a one-man band trying to get all these fields ploughed and done and it's too much for him and so something like this we're at least halving if not more the time spent actually on the field so that's got to be good and the expense is far less just because we own our own plough doesn't mean that there is no expense because you've still got to buy annually parts for the plough I mean last summer I went to South Moulton to pick up plough tips and there's £1,500 worth in one go and you're spending that every year just to keep the plough in tip-top condition. You know, there is expense. And so with the mint hill, we're actually hiring in a contractor to come in or we're actually going to buy our own drill. Yeah, we hired one in this year to see... We're, we're still in a quandary as to what machine will suit us best. So we're still doing some research. So we've got until next autumn to get our act together because we won't need a drill now until next year but we need to find the one that suits us best and the one we hired this guy in to do the Claydon drill and it worked really well for us but other people have been talking it down and saying no they're no good chuck it over the hedge but um, you know we've got to find the right one and when Nigel and I went to this other place this agricultural contractor and saw the size of the machines in there I was blown away but how big they were I mean you know by the time they would get into our field we'd just set off and it would be time to consider turning around and coming back and I don't think the field's big enough to take them and the tractors they were using were so big now they would have a trouble getting up Limekiln Lane here they'd be scraping the banks either side massive things so Devon has little fields and little lanes and we've got to get the machinery that matches I have memory of the combine harvester and trying to reverse that down that narrow lane my god yeah that was a wide part of the farm it's very exciting to see the farm and how we can modernize and it actually happening and Mm. you know yeah I think it's amazing got to be done your dad would have been at the forefront of it so we've got to keep flying the flag and going there well watch this space I look forward to covering more my fly on the wall antics did I get anything wrong this week Amazingly, no. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm getting the hang of it. I've been here a year now, just coming next week, and I feel like I've learned so much. It's been very interesting. I mean, you left here as a starry eyed, can't wait to get away from Devon university student to be, and um, I never thought I'd see you back here again. And here we are. (laughs) Here we are taking an actual interest which is music to my ears well thank you very much for this week next week we are starting our christmas content oh <gasps> lovely ho 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 it's my favorite 
well, is it my favourite time of year? I don't know. I have so many favourite time of years down here. But yeah, there's something so magical about the build up to Christmas. The Christmas Day, whatever, love it. But you know, it's the build up, isn't it? It's the month before Christmas where everything just feels so festive and fun. And yeah, we're going to bring all our traditions and festive folly into the podcast. I love your optimism. For me as a mother, it's always the most stressful time of the year. Oh, really? You know, you think of all the things you've got to do on top of all your normal jobs you've then got to think about Christmas and buying all the presents and you know I love all the fiddly bits in the kitchen and getting when once the presents are bought getting them wrapped and choose the tree and do all of those things but it's the stress of it all now I'm thinking this year you're gonna have extra stress because I'll be thrusting a microphone in your face saying what are you doing now what's going on (laughs) thank you so much see you next time Bye. bye Feeling stressed? Just add Charlie. She's 100% guaranteed to make everything worse. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at Back to Earth Podcast, on Twitter at Back to Earth Pod, and on TikTok at Back to Earth Charlie. <laughs> Music is by John Day, artwork is by Eric Chow, and this episode was edited by David Knight. Thank you guys, and of course, thank you for listening. If you're supporting us on Patreon, stay tuned for our after show series, Hashtag Farm Life. This week, what we're doing to tackle climate change. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash definitely human. Back to Earth is a definitely human production. Okay, boop. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.